0: Joining us tonight, we have the full team, resident marine biologist, bidet expert, Dr. Todd. Aloha. And uh, also along for a few beer and
1: stories tonight, producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And sound guy, Tom. Check one, two, check one, two. We are friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast.
0: And I know I have to keep reminding you about this, but it is an award-winning podcast.
1: Yes, keep reminding me, keep reminding listeners. Internationally... Acclaimed. Acclaimed. Award winning podcast. Yes. Yes. We are school teachers by day, beer enthusiasts by late afternoon. Nice. Is that about right, Doc?
0: Maybe a little earlier. Midday. The, the lines are blending. I will <laughs> <Yeah>. say that. <laughs> COVID
1: timelines. And we are lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego. Beer Mecca within a beer mecca. It's sunshiny all year long, waters warm, beers cold, and stories to be told. So again, welcome pour yourself a beer pull up a bar stool and join us because it's baseball and beer night
2: deep right field way back counter going back to the wall
1: it's gone home run Garvey, and there will be tomorrow
0: That's great. The only thing sad about that is that might be the biggest highlight in Padre's history, and it's not even to win a championship. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm just gonna say about that. It's kinda sad, but very good sound effect. Uh, anyways, tonight we are going to be discussing all things baseball as we enjoy some baseball themed beers from San Diego. And of course, we're gonna we always want to make sure you guys find and follow us on social media at I Like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I like beer the po one, I like beer the top one on Twitter. Um where, how are we doing on Twitter there, Jeff?
1: Closing in on five hundred, Instagram closing in on fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred is impressive. So apparently, because Twitter is kind of word based and Instagram's picture based, yeah. I'm a better photographer than I am wordsmith. I, yeah. I guess.
0: All right. Well, people like pictures better anyway, so I get that. Uh, and you know what they say: a picture is worth a thousand words. So there you have it. You're 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 good at both. So uh, make sure you visit our website, beer the podcast.com to learn more about us and check out uh, what we've been doing, our field trips, and good times that we have had.
1: Sign up for our newsletter because it's coming out probably right after this podcast uh, launches. I will release that. So this will be, I'll wait a few days. So this will be your last chance. To sign up for our October quarterly newsletter. Talent's top 10 beer list will be featured. And I noticed you broke all the rules. I did. Usually do. But we still, we got your top beers listed. Perfect. And our book beer blog is now available on the website at ilikebeerthepodcast.com. So go take a look.
0: Take a look. It looks really cool. I think it's going to be a neat thing. Uh, speaking of living in a beer mecca, um, we also have a few shout-outs here because we have some new breweries that are coming to North County or have already started in North County. First one was uh, West Brew, uh, which we went to recently to their opening night um, and checked it out and had sampling of beers. We met their owner, Josh, got a tour of the place. It's a, it's a really cool. Got a beach vibe. And it looks like a really neat place. And I know that they're in the process. That's their Vista kind of production facility tasting room. And then I know they're opening up stuff in, uh, I believe, Oceanside, downtown San Diego, and even Del Mar. They're going to have all that kind of open up probably, you know, within, I would say, hopefully the next
1: couple of months. I know you like that hazy, Doc, didn't you? That hazy was Uh, fantastic.
3: Yeah, in fact, a talent bought me a four-pack, and I had one last night while I was watching the Lakers win.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I've been drinking the Blonde. I bought a six-pack of the Blonde that they make. So I've been drinking those each night, too, as well. So they, they, they make some good beers. Um, and then another one, this one I just saw today, actually, which is really cool, is Resident Brewing, which is based in downtown San Diego right now. Is Actually, they're going to be following uh, uh, Epic and, and, and making the uh, pilgrimage north here to North County. Uh, and they're going to be moving their production facilities, or I guess their main headquarters, up to uh, Vista. They're going to take over the old uh, Iron Fist location. Uh, so it sounded like that they're closing uh, the sale this week. Uh, so I would assume that probably in the not too distant future, we'll see them here up in North County, which again is another place that puts
1: another brewery within about a half mile of my house. The rich keep getting richer as far as the the beer goes for us. That's true. Resident has that coffee blonde I've been dying to try. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome to North County. Welcome. Please follow, subscribe, like, comment, download. What else are you supposed to do, Joe? I always forget something. Do all those things? Uh, yeah. Like,
4: comment, share,
1: um, share, things? yes, share, share with your beer drinking friends. Uh, help us spread the word about our podcast.
0: Yeah, and still, don't forget, hey, that there's that. Te- I hear it saw ten year anniversary of Untapped. So, te- celebrate that ten year anniversary of Untapped by uh, virtually toasting us, uh, so we can all drink together here. And again, look for us. We're all pretty much under. I like beer. The podcast.
1: Be a friend of the show. That's true.
3: And I got a shout out to a friend of the show. Uh, Chuck and his dog, Jagger, because he can move like Jagger. Uh, anyways, Chuck had some nice things to say about the podcast that we can kind of bring a smile to his face while he's you know, getting through COVID and bored. So there you go. Way to go, Chuck. Keep See, he up. listens
1: to us on his morning walk, right? That's right. So I picture him with a beer on that morning walk. <laughs> I want a picture of, of Jagger, Chuck, the beer. And him chuckling along.
0: Yeah. I, we just said the lines are getting blended. I, you know, there's a you guys. I think a lot. Of, I know Jeff and I do, but there's a there's a beer clock is really a, a, on uh, all the time on Twitter, thing, yeah. and I think beer clock just keeps getting earlier and earlier. Uh, Summer so, was worse for yeah. me.
1: Summer, I really didn't have any yeah. lines. It was just thirsty time. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to have much clearer lines now.
0: And I guess Martha says it's three o'clock somewhere. So you guys remember that.
1: That's and, right, so, Martha yeah. Washington. It's three o'clock somewhere.
0: Martha Washington she used to host her happy hour every day at three o'clock. So
1: perfect. Head of her time. Doc, you look like you've got a question for us.
3: Oh, yeah. What the heck are we going to have a beer?
1: <laughs> well, it's baseball night. <laughs> so we're doing our some of our San Diego baseball beers, starting with Ballast Points Swinging Fryer. Hoppy Pale Ale. So have at it. We've had this a number of times.
0: Yes. I've even had it at Petco. fact i think that was the first place i ever had it was at petco they only charge you like 15 dollars for a beer there
1: right yeah Yeah. we have a great beer selection at petco but you're paying through the nose for it
0: (laughs) i think i've read that my uh i said i think i told this story before but i'll just tell again since we're talking about this uh and again it's back to probably my last time at petco was my son was home and he's like let's go to a pottery game and i'm like sounds good we go down to a pottery game and have a beer. And then he's like, I'll go get us some more beers and I'll go get us some more beers and I'll go get some more beers. And he's just getting me beers all night long. And I was like, this is a great time hanging out with your son, <laughs> drinking beers, watching the Padre game on your credit card though. right? Yeah. Well, I did. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, sure, sure. And I got home the next day and it was like, uh, like $175 yeah. uh, at Petcom. What the heck did I buy for $175? And it was just $15 beer. So, Where's
4: my swag? I thought I might have.
0: I owned part of the team at that point. <laughs> I didn't know. But uh, yeah, so so just be careful. There's a note to yourself. When drinking with your 21-year-old plus sons, be careful.
1: My last trip with, was with a sh- shower beer guy, Paul. And he said before, do you want to buy dinner? you want to buy beers at the game? And I said, you let me get dinner. Yeah, yeah, you know, Paul. You do you too know much. Paul. You, you know do Paul. too much. Let me get dinner.
0: <laughs> yes. Been out My with Paul a few times. That's great told advice. told me that was
1: unfair. I was taking advantage of uh, an innocent person, and he was not innocent. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, Ballast Point Swinging Fryer. And to me, this is a, what do you expect from a San Diego pale ale? More hoppy than you'd norm, a normal pale ale in most places of the world, but tasty, citrusy, a little bit of piney. 4.0 for me.
0: I agree. I'm going to actually check. Let me see. I think that's what I did give it the last time, but I would 100% agree with you.
1: I'm right there, a 4.25. I'm
4: checking.
0: Check it. Okay. <laughs> this is good. Po- yeah, I did give it a 4.0. So you're yeah, right
1: I'm, there. So I'm spot a 4.0. That's exactly. i'm a, what I a 4. I'm a 4. So speaking of uh fans and swinging friars, come on out. Once it is, your lips. It's so good. Nice job, Ballast Point. Yeah. It's really hard to find pales in San Diego. Well, we got some good ones. Maybe that's why they chased all the other ones away. Could be. Well, we've all got a beer. So, Maestro, we're ready for toast, roast, and pour one out. (laughs) Who's up first for toast?
0: I can go first. I got a real quick one. You know, I was looking through the news trying to find some some positive things, and I guess the one thing that uh, besides more breweries coming to North County, that was the first thing, but we already talked about that. But you know, hey, it became very apparent looking at the news recently that uh, Karma appears to be alive and well. Uh. So stay tuned. We'll see what ha- we'll see what happens. So I'm gonna toast Karma. That's what I'm gonna leave it. Uh, at. All right. There you go. I'll drink to Karma. <laughs>
1: Is it karma or is it like the movie Airplane? Chump don't want no help. Chump don't get no help.
0: That could be that too. So, but okay. we'll see. Like I said, stay tuned. It's a it's an evolving situation, as they say.
1: Liquid situation. Yes,
0: Karma's a
1: Of course, it's always a liquid situation. And I like beer. That's true. <laughs> what else you got for us?
0: I'm done on toast. I'm waiting. For, I'm gonna put my money and time into my roast tonight. Oh.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So I got a quick update. A toast to the new
3: champion of fat bear week as you recall fat bear week is people vote on the fattest bears for a whole week up in alaska and uh this year the champion was bear 747 who actually won two years ago so he took his crown back from holly who was a very <laughs> fat bear last year so here's to toast to uh bear 747
1: 347 is he,
0: the goat? is he the goat Is he the goat he's, <laughs> yeah. he's a repeat no he's the he's the, <laughs> yeah. the boat i don't he's know The boat. i was he's gonna the, say the boat yeah
1: you know and that that happens with champions you know sometimes they get knocked down and they mm-hmm. just they put everything into that work next harder. season so yeah, that's right work harder good yeah, for more. 747 yeah
4: so speaking of bear oh. i'm gonna i've got a toast i'm gonna toast our new family member
0: uh-oh Hi. Oh, oh, okay. oh, wow! Enzo. <laughs> oh, wow Jeez, that's a cute little bear. We'll
4: put a picture on uh, Instagram, but we have a a new little cocker
1: named Enzo. So,
0: Enzo, like the name, that's a good All right. one. Very cool.
1: <laughs> I'm going to move on to an overdue toast from a couple of weeks ago. I was, as I listened to the podcast uh, for our "To Gnome Him Is to Love Him." I realized that I didn't give credit where credit was due to the That Was Genius podcast and Sam and Tom who kind of got me started on the rabbit hole. I had mentioned there were some podcasts I'd listened to, but they were the one that got me down that rabbit hole of, of Priapus. So see, Doc, I did bring it back to that conversation. Yes, you did. You did good. <laughs> That's a good way to do that. And I'm going to, unless we have another toast, I'm going to allow that to take me right into the first roast, also from that same podcast where... Didn't realize this made the episode until I listened to it, where I was pretty rough on old Dancing Gnome Brewery in Pennsylvania Man. <laughs> and their crap website. <laughs> and I, I just want to say Dancing Gnome. I'm sorry about that because I went and checked your Instagram account and it's excellent. <laughs> right. And I apologize. That's a self-roast.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's big of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I try. I try. I want to be honest. I'm nothing if not honest. And so here's another on the roast moment of honesty here, or check in on, on our value system as a podcast. So let me preface this roast with this comment. We here at I Like Beer, we've been very clear about what we stand for and what we stand against since the very beginning, since like episode two, yeah. what we're pro and what we're con. For example... From our second or third podcast, we took the courageous move to make it absolutely clear that we were against white supremacy, racism, and Nazism, both true. both classic right. Nazism and neo-Nazism. That
0: is very true. So
1: we made that courageous move clear and we've stood by it. We also made it clear that we're pro-love in all its many and glorious forms. And that included the love of gay penguin couples... Who wanted to raise a family of their own skip and ping last but this year last time
0: yeah
1: uh this summer we checked in on electra and violet that's true right and we have been nothing if not supportive of their love
0: i would say we may be the go-to gay penguin podcasts <laughs> i don't people know people say I, that I, I haven't listened to a lot but i would i would put it out there
1: do some yep. research
4: on that and i see, will. see where it lands
1: but this is the roast section so a line has been crossed and a thank you to listener Job in the Central Valley for making us aware of this disturbing and pressing story just this morning. But apparently gay penguin couples have been caught stealing eggs from the nests of straight penguin couples.
3: Whoa. Oh, and I crossed the line there. that, yeah. that, that, that some yeah.
0: controversy.
1: That's not okay. Uh, not okay. Yeah. Let's be clear on this. ILB is not for stealing children or even potential children. That ever. Is true. Ever. Ever. I didn't check with the team before I made that clear statement, but can I get nods of approval? I'm going to say we we, we are against stealing children, right?
0: Uh, We are totally against stealing stealing children, and we are very much a stay in your lane podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, Gay Penguin, stay in your lane. I mean,
1: it goes without saying. You have to adopt the aid through the proper proper channels. channels,
0: legal channels. Yeah.
3: You know, I think we're getting so big, this podcast, this award winning podcast, that. We're going to need to spin off some of our content, so we're going to have to spin off a whole dif- a whole nother
0: podcast just on the gay penguins. Maybe just on the legalese of how to acquire a penguin egg um, <laughs> or something <laughs> along those lines. I don't know. Yeah. So to
1: be clear, we are, in fact, anti-kidnapping.
0: Yes. Yeah. So
1: this time, gay penguins, you've gone too far, stay in your lane, and we have to roast you as much as we love you in, in most aspects, not this time.
3: Actually, I heard barbecued penguins pretty good. Ouch. <laughs> wow, that may be a line
0: too far. I don't know.
4: It's coming from our resident biologist. That's uncomfortable. Sounds like a lab you know. Yeah. Maybe a lab you They got to
0: stay in there later. They get roasted. <laughs> <laughs> Since you brought that up, that's going to lead right into my, my. I'm going to flip my order of my roast because since we're talking about animals, I'm going to roast a, a group of animals here. I actually was going to toast them at first, but then I saw that you were going to talk about gay penguins. I'm like, we're going to keep all the animal content in one area.
1: <laughs> good, good, good. So, yeah, Hel- I, I, it helps the listener.
0: It does. So, so for those of you that tune in just strictly for our animal news, uh, here's the second story of the evening. <laughs> um, so there's a, a wildlife park in uh, the UK called Lincolnshire Wildlife Park. And they uh, basically adopted or accepted a new kind of flock of African grey parrots in August this year, <laughs> and so obviously we were in the middle of uh, COVID and 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 it was shut down the time. So they quarantined all of them together. Well, guess what parrots do uh, when they're all quarantined together? They teach each other things. And so apparently one of these was a prolific swearer. Oh, uh, and I so love they, this story already. Yeah, so they began to the one started using the swear words, and so the others Which started picking. I, I don't know because they didn't have <laughs> names on them. They they didn't name them, but and I didn't get what words, but I'm gonna let you guys use your imagination. All right. But because they were all quarantined together basically it just became this room of swearing birds and they said that what was funny about it or what was interesting is that you know the the people that worked there would walk by and hear a bird swear they thought it was funny so they would laugh and so then that just ah. encouraged the birds to do it more so then they and then these uh birds are really good at mimicking sound so eventually it just became a bunch of guys that were swearing and then the birds would laugh at the bird that swore and <laughs> another one would swear and then those birds would laugh at it swearing and so they this was just kind of going on for pretty much since August and so you had all this what they said is the guy that worked there he said it was like a uh, he called it like it was like an old working men's club scenario just all these these old guys sitting around just swearing and laughing at each other's Wait, what kind of birds were they uh, african gray parrots so yeah. so anyway so everything was all good and everything else however recently they decided to put them out on display to the public so they said almost immediately there were reports of parrots swearing at customers <laughs> and they said that most customers thought this was pretty funny, but then they became worried because the weekend was coming up, and usually a lot of kids come and stuff. And they're like, "Oh no, we can't have these these parrots swearing at all these little kids."
1: Zoo's a place to learn.
0: It is a place to learn. So anyways, they're going to learn they, some
1: things at the monkey cage too.
0: Yeah, that is very true. That is very Learned true. Learn some
1: vocabulary.
0: Yes. So they uh, they decided to kind of uh, take them off, and they actually kind of split them up individually. So now you just have one swearing parrot as opposed to a whole massive group of yeah, swearing I parents. Um <laughs> But I, I they. He did say that uh, the the foul mouth or the swearing parrots have been really good for business like people are actually coming in to yeah. see the swearing parrots and the guy said he says it's pretty funny he says you're walking around and you see parrot uh people at the aviaries and they're swearing at the parrots trying to get the parrots to swear <laughs> back <laughs> at them and then the parrots are swearing back at them so you have these animals and humans interacting <laughs> through swear words so i i was gonna be my toast but i'm roasting them but i think it's i think it's actually a pretty awesome story and i would definitely pay to go see a huge room of swearing parrots yeah. so i have, I have so, a
1: hundred percent audience yeah. uh, on Here I did not have Lincolnshire on my must visit list. Yeah, I need to go. We need to go. It is now.
0: It is now. So and and definitely stop by the African Grey parrot. I know what I'm going
3: to say to the parrot. Bleep.
1: Yes. I don't
3: say. I'm going to say you're nothing but a cockatiel.
1: (laughs) Nice. Very good. Ultimate (laughs) insult in the in the bird world. It is.
0: It is. It is too. So watch that
1: foul mouth, doctor. Oh,
0: that's a good one too. Cheers. Cheers. And then my my actual true roast, the one I came to to play with tonight, was this one. Because I saw this right <laughs> after we uh, we recorded last week, and it got me really upset. But I'm going to roast whoever punched Rick Moranis. What the heck? Exactly. Um, I saw this story, and probably this upset me more than anything I've seen in the news in 2020. And that's a lot. Sure, that's a lot. And 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 if anybody doesn't know who Rick Moranis Wait, is, this,
1: this upset you more than anything in the news in twenty twenty. Wow, that's something too. But more than the bar anything. High maybe,
0: here. maybe that was extreme. Maybe that was extreme, but it really upset me. I was just trying to yeah go with it get, now. Yeah, go okay. ahead. all right. Yeah. I already said it, so it's yeah, out there. But uh, out there. Uh, you know, Rick Moranis is a genius. I would say he's an icon. He's not just an American icon. He's a North American icon. Yeah. You know, he was in Ghostbusters, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and probably his most important role um, was in Strange Brew, uh, you know, <laughs> as one of the McKenzie brothers. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't know where this comes out. When when a man like that can walk down the street and someone just randomly walks up and punches him and attacks him, I mean, where have we, how far have we yeah. fallen, people? Jeez. How far have we fallen? So that's you what know. I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. That guy's a hose head. Yeah, he total hose head. Yeah, he can take so, off, hoser. Exactly. So. Here's Rick Moranis, but not to the guy that punched him.
1: Yeah. yeah, right. Good call. Well-deserved roast.
0: Maybe it was a hockey player. <laughs> Maybe it was.
1: <laughs> it wasn't a Canadian one, though. Yes. No way. They, no they way. would treasure no way. him no, like they tre- no way. He's County a treasure.
0: Is. He is a treasure. Yeah. I told you, they have they have a statue to them out in front of the Edmund toilers, um arena. That's what it is.
1: So, what's your poor game look like? If that's your your roast game, which was yeah. solid, what's your poor wow. game look right. like today? So,
0: so my poor game, I've got I got a quick one, and then I got another one that really is more. I'm going to pour them out for it, but I'm also have some questions of Joe, as our resident New York specialist. Okay. And uh, my first one is I'm pouring one out for all fans of LSU football games because they have announced some changes to their game day COVID protocols. So at this point now, when you go to a game now at LSU, there will be no CDC wellness checks. So they're not going to even check to see if you have a fever or any of that kind of stuff, because the LSU spokesperson said, hey, we need to increase the speed of entry and reduce the buildup of lines. And they're also going to start selling alcohol. So all of that really goes together. That I think it's probably going to work out really well for yeah. LSU and LSU fans. Too. <laughs> so needless to say, I what will was, not. What be... What was
1: your first toast there?
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So I, I uh, hope
1: it's. I hope you're wrong,
0: but I hope I am wrong. So and then my my second pour went out, and this is really more. I mean, Joe is the guy that spends a lot of time in New York. I mean, personally, sure. I've never actually never been to New York, but I saw this and I didn't realize it was even a thing. But um, they talk about that. Uh, this is year so think about it, we're now in 2020. I don't know how long the subway system has been in place in New York. But this year is the first year that they have introduced a piece of legislation that formally bans people from taking a dump on buses and subway cars in New sure. York City. Yeah. So, I don't know what changed yeah. <laughs> or why. Apparently it's finally gotten to be too much and this year in 2020 you can no longer do your business on the subway.
4: So yeah, I mean in terms of efficiency, that's a bummer.
0: Yeah. It's going to change accurate. some
4: things that I do in New York. Yeah, that really might...
0: yeah, so that's what I'm, saying. I'm, I'm kind of pouring one out for that. I guess I'm pouring one out for efficiency. <laughs> um, but they said that there has been a rule before, and the rule basically said something that uh, there was a $100 fine, which doesn't seem like a whole lot, but a uh, $100 fine that identifies uh, creating a nuisance, hazard, or unsanitary condition. Uh, which was including but not limited to spitting or urinating, and that's how where the where it stopped. Or so people felt like, hey, it. I can go poo or I can take right. a dump, I'm still okay, I'm within my rights here. Right. Apparently, that has changed here in 2020. I don't know why. Maybe more people are taking the subway, which makes no sense. Um, but they have now added uh, defecating to that that uh, law. Least.
1: Maybe less people are taking it, and they went, you know what? These things don't stink that bad. What, ah. Why were these so? And then they put it together. Okay, I okay. said, yes. that's something we're going to fix.
0: So maybe that's where we go. So anyway, so I'm pouring one out. Sorry about that, Joe. Uh, just as a little heads up next yeah, time no. you go there. Yeah. Just know there good. are some I'm, new rules.
1: I'm taking town. notes. Yeah, taking notes. Educational podcast right That's here. right. <laughs> there have been times where $100 would I would have paid it if,
3: if that's what it costs.
1: That's what it costs. <laughs> yeah. Not often, but there have yeah. been times.
4: Well, for the peeing, I've paid it. But yeah, now that I have to pay it for both, that's yeah. unfortunate. <laughs>
1: Yeah, one, one ticket for both.
0: Maybe. One ticket <laughs> yeah, for both. Maybe. maybe. Maybe you can double up.
4: <laughs> Two for one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, efficiency. We're back to efficiency. So. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> Tom, what do you have for us on pours?
2: Well, I got a couple of them here, and uh, I know I might be a little late to the game on this one, but I wanted to uh, pour one out for something that us here on the West Coast have never been able to experience, at least in California anyway, and that's snow days. <laughs> Apparently, over the last few weeks, a large contingency of the Northeastern and Midwest have decided that because of the pandemic and all the at-home learning, there's no reason for snow days anymore. They can still continue to oh, learn at nice. home because they yeah. don't have to Plus get climate hun-
0: change, it's not going to snow anymore.
2: Right. Yeah. There's two reasons. Yeah. That too. So for the sake of continuity in the curriculum, it's a good thing. But in terms of hanging on to the nostalgia of waking up at 5 a.m. and looking at the ticker at the bottom of the television to see if your school's closed, it's a bad thing. (laughs) Now you you just check
0: Twitter. You just go Twitter. Oh, yep, no, it's closed.
2: Some are saying that nostalgia remains strong for a lot of people. Snow days growing up were like a pause in real life and a chance to let kids be kids. She says, I can't imagine a situation where kids no longer cross their fingers watching the weather late at night, and it's a bummer. So, yeah. At least for 2021. 20,
1: snow days are gone.
2: Snow days. Sorry.
0: Hey, we've been on the longest freaking snow day ever. ever so, ever. I don't want to hear any whining about no snow days. I mean, this has been just a <laughs> True. Per- mm. perpetual snow day since March. Uh. Yeah, we don't do snow days here in California, but we do fire days, which are a lot worse worse, and a lot scarier and a lot worse than snow days. And I don't think that those are going away anytime
2: soon. No. No no. matter of fact, they're in effect right now. A lot of parts. So,
1: so Tom, we have another poor one out and uh, I think you should do the honors here. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I think we're bringing back. Hey, we're bringing back a
0: segment. Tom reads the obituaries. I don't know if we have any music for that, but let's do it.
1: I don't have any
2: intro music for that. Oh, now, but, jump, jump. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Well, I, I meant for the segment. But oh, okay. Yes.
0: I think you could, yeah. Uh, okay.
2: I, I do have I do have a clip that I'm going to share. Oh, perfect. You should. Jeff, thank you for uh, letting me get back on the horse here on this one. <laughs>
0: Dead
3: horse.
2: I was, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, w- I was very saddened like all of us were with regards to the passing of Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. 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 Passing away at the age of 65, he'd been battling lung cancer for almost a decade. He's survived by his son, uh, who actually, as he got older, became the basis for Van Halen, believe it or not. It it was really just a sad note in all of our lives. You know, I don't know about you guys, but it brought back a lot of great music memories, uh, all those guitar riffs. Uh, talent. I know you and I were in guitar class, and so we. I know we tried to play a few of those riffs at one point or another in our lives.
0: Yep. Don't play the guitar anymore as a result of those experiences, because <laughs> <laughs> I was incapable of coming anywhere close to what I thought I should sound like.
4: Yeah, that's a tough starting point. Yeah, you're trying yeah. to play yeah. Eddie
0: Van Halen right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> that's,
3: that's why, why I'm here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, ba- really, from like '78 to uh, 2012, he and Van Halen, the band Van Halen, were hitting it pretty hard. And I had a lot of great hits, you know, Panama, why can't this be love jump running with the devil. But what well, some of you guys may not remember or may not know, even that one of his biggest guitar riffs of all time was for Michael Jackson in beat it. Mm-hmm. You yep. guys remember that rift? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that was pretty colossal there, but, I did want to toast him and in honor of the vast majority uh, of team members within our podcast here, I had obviously dozens of riffs and songs to choose from, but because of the majority of this podcast, I chose this one.
1: Nice
4: choice. Perfect. Nice. Which teacher are you hot for, Tom?
0: Yeah, hot yeah.
1: <laughs> Doc, if you had a dime yeah. for every time you've heard that, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. All yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, guys. Careful. Yeah, I didn't mean to go that way here. <laughs>
0: yeah. well, I'm gonna say, hey, cheers to Eddie <laughs> Van Halen. Yep. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Uh, he is.
2: He was Great a genius. Choice, Tom.
0: Um, yeah, it was a good, good one.
3: Cheers.
1: Rock and peace. That's right. Rock and peace.
3: Yeah, I just drank my last of my beer. We need to uh,
1: All right, let me wrap this up. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been toast. Roast and pour one out. And doc, your your wish will be granted. We're going with a perennial team favorite here, a San Diego Classic Alesmith 394 Pale Ale. We've talked about it many times.
0: I'm going to go on record right now. This is the best baseball-themed beer out there yeah, in the entire yeah. yes. United States. I have yet to find one that's better. It's it's fantastic and represents a fantastic man as well. There you go.
1: And all the proceeds go to the Tony and Alicia Gwynn Foundation. Which is awesome. And, and you want to know all about this beer and all about that foundation and, and what went into making it? Go listen to our smith interview with Ryan Crisp of smith head Brewer, because we talked a lot about it and it was fantastic. Which
3: is smith 394.
1: And on that note, guys, I have a sound clip uh,
2: that honors the great, late, great Tony Gwen.
1: And home run to put San Diego out in front, four to
2: two. And for those of you don't know, that
1: was at Yankee Stadium. Nothing could go wrong after that moment.
0: That was probably the highlight of that entire series. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was right, great. Right Thank you. That was good. I like to reflect back on the positives well, there. Plus, I don't think Tony <laughs> hit too many out. He was no a, no, he yeah. was he was a five point five hole right. guy. He didn't hit he wasn't a homer guy. Yeah. Well, so.
2: And that that and the fact that he was doing it at Yankee Stadium is that's why awesome. I chose no, it in no, the no, World Series. That's yeah. why I chose that one. You got to admit that that year, though, if it's anybody but the Yankees that year, the Padres have a pretty good chance of winning. They would have beaten anybody
1: not better than them. They would have called that one. That's 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 astute. That is astute. That (laughs) That is astute. astute. Uh, People that are not from San Diego are tired of hearing us whine about having a sucky team. Yes. Yes. We're making up for it. We had to wait 14 years uh so we're almost we go. back we're almost and we're back. enjoying oh. our 394 which, yeah. we are enjoying 394, which yeah. to me is just a great pale they the bitterness is dialed back they yeah. built this beer out with tone flavorful and the malt's brought forward and it's just a, a perfect pale ale if it has a flaw and it doesn't have a flaw is you gotta drink it f- fresh it, it doesn't, yes. hold, it doesn't up. hold up so when you I buy agree. them drink them don't save them don't save them for special days buy them and enjoy them
0: I don't know whether this is uh, bragging or whether I have a problem, but we bought a keg of this at the beginning of summer and we finished it in a week and it was really good.
2: So, You're just following good advice. Yeah. You're so I was just making sure advice. it didn't
0: get too, yeah. uh, yeah. too, uh,
2: didn't old. you buy that in the forge barrier and they were both gone like within two weeks? Hey,
0: no. Yeah. Come on. I, you know what? Um, smith beer does not last very long.
1: No, anymore. it sure doesn't, <laughs> but it sure is good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So beer and baseball night here at ILB and, I asked around with the team who's got a great baseball memory to share. And Tom, you've got one. Well, I have I have so many to choose from.
2: Um I know we were talking about a few of them before. Limit the show. yourself to one. I'm just gonna
0: go <laughs> over right there. All I, right. I've got to go to go work in the morning.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. I gave you all those roasts. So. <laughs> we, we did not plan for extra innings.
0: Yes. There's no extra innings tonight.
1: All right, all right. And with that so said, I'll, Tom, with that said, I will go the Uber
2: competitive route. This manager for Jenna's team had a bunch of nine and 10 year olds in an interleague squad that we were playing against another Oceanside little league. And this little league team from Oceanside had a bunch of 10, 11, and 12 year olds, mainly 12 year olds. And so we had played them a couple times and we'd obviously gotten destroyed, mercy ruled, and all that fun stuff. But the one caveat was that their 12 year olds couldn't pitch. So, but they still could hit the ball, hit the crap out of the ball for that matter. So we go over to their place. We'd already been run out twice before. I got nine players to show up. We start playing and lo and behold, we get a few runs. Their pitchers just can't pitch for some reason. So they're walking and we're getting hits. We're getting runs and everything. And a few different calls and I'm playing it cool. They they throw a player in, but they don't add her to the lineup officially. So this girl comes up at the bottom mm-hmm. of the oh, lineup. Oh, no they didn't. Oh no, they didn't. She's added at, at the bottom of the lineup. She comes up with the bases loaded, hits a bases clearing triple. So, I, being the astute manager, waited for that to happen, walked over to the umpire and said, "Blue, she's not on my batters list. Who is she?" I knew who she was, but who is she? He never officially added her to the list. He goes, "Coach, you're right. Batter's out. None of those runs count." And that was just the start. The, the, the manager on the other team just went ballistic. Yeah,
0: that's great. He brought in and a ringer. So, yeah. Right.
2: So it
0: was the guy the guy from the was it the Dominican Republic where the guy that was like seven, 16 years old and played in the <laughs> World no, no,
2: Series? No, no, no. She know, older sister was, from she, at
1: UCLA. She's got she her UCLA player, gear bag. In the- yeah.
2: She was a player who had been there before, but she just showed up late, and oh. he made the mistake of not adding her. So I capitalized on it. And then he did a couple other managerial mistakes that I capitalized
1: on.
0: Oh, so you out-coached him is what I'm hearing here.
1: I out-coached him the big The girls time. had very little to do with this is what yeah, I'm so. hearing. Well,
2: no, the girls had a lot yeah. to do with it because they, they, had because they were standing up in the batter's it. box and
1: taking ball four Oh, Sure, when they're on the shoulders of your genius, they have a chance. But <laughs> right, you were right. the difference.
0: I'm hearing that you may <laughs> so, be the
1: greatest youth so softball. So lo and behold, ever.
2: we come up to the, the end of the game and... In the time's about to run out and I go out and do the old, you know, milk it with, you know, changing pictures and Fake all that an injury, stuff. roll around you on know, the ground. That oh, wait, stuff. that's soccer. That's
0: soccer. Never mind. <laughs>
2: that's that soccer. That's yeah, you know all about that sport. Sport. talent. That's I thing. do. I
0: do know all about that.
2: And we milk it and time runs out. We win the game <laughs> and our our kids are going crazy. The parents are going crazy because we just beat all these 11 and 12 year olds. So the parents on the Oceanside's team were very, very bitter in the way that I had performed as a manager that day because they lost to a bunch of 9- and 10-year-olds. Yeah. Needless to say, they were a bunch of sore losers, and I loved every minute of it.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm going to I'm gonna say one of these things. I'm not giving a story about this, but um, I think we all have been involved. But with our kids, I've basically participated or watched or coached or whatever in pretty much every sport there is out there. Baseball, youth baseball parents are the worst. Um, Followed closely second by youth football parents, but youth oh, baseball yeah. parents...
1: Yeah. Honestly,
0: I, I've watched I, we had games where kids were sobbing on the mound just because their dad would stand behind the backstop while the kids pitching and just would have a look after every pitch. And stuff. It it was actually mind blowing to me to see how badly parents and so I can totally envision what you're talking about. And people just kind of lose their minds. And I think it's because uh, I kind of came to this conclusion that uh, in all of our minds, pretty much everybody grew up playing baseball or softball or whatever it was. And so we all remember ourselves to be much better than we ever were. <laughs> and so we try to.
1: yeah, I don't have that memory. That's yeah. good. Because
0: then we try to push that on our kids like, oh, we were so good and this and that. And in reality, most of us were probably pretty mediocre and only played because our parents forced us to
1: play. Um, my, my hand-eye coordination is pretty much pint glass to lips.
0: That's good. And you're really good at it though. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was just going to say you're an all-star there
0: and great form, great form. So
1: practice it's practice. Yeah. You know, every, I bet all of you know, So we got people all over, you know, the, the nation we're so lucky and we, and we love you. Thanks for listening. We got people internationally and, and may not know the difference. You know, when you hear ocean, Oh, the girls over there at Oceanside, but I bet you have a city. A town near you that, when your kids had to play those in those towns, you just you just braced yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just knew no. it
1: wasn't going to be really kid friendly and fun.
0: Right. <laughs> it's basically everyone has their own personal El Guapo, right? <laughs> I mean, it's that all all right there. So everyone has their Ocean Side. Everybody's yeah. competed against their Ocean Side. Yeah. Yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: right, right. <laughs> oh, talent! You're up to bat next. Oh, thank the- you. With the Impressive. unwritten rules of baseball,
0: yeah. So I, 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 we were talking about this, and I said, "Well, I'm going to look at, I'm going to do some extensive research and figure out what this whole unwritten rules. Is. It's been a big deal here in San Diego this year with Mr. Tatis, uh, apparently flaunting many of the unwritten rules of uh, and upsetting some of those uh, people that have been around for some time in baseball." So I said, "Well, let's let's find out what some of these unwritten rules are." Um, and you'd be surprised, but there are a lot of unwritten rules, and I'm not going to spend my time here doing uh, all of them. But I picked out a kind of a top ten. Uh, of these um and these ones came from former big league pitcher who actually put them down on a document Greg Olson who pitched for the Baltimore Orioles he had 29 rules in his original uh, I'd nick you know narrow that down to my top 10 here so unwritten baseball rules that I found out today number oh, if 1 if you wrote
3: them down then they're not unwritten
0: <laughs> that is uh, a great point. Damn! No. These are the uh, written on these are the written on rules. Yeah. Written uh, unwritten rules. Previously <laughs> unwritten. <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> just, yeah. you just blew this. Previously, <laughs> unwritten.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not previously unwritten irony, but funny <laughs> yeah. as hell. Good <laughs> that job. That is awesome. say, no, that great. Great. Do we have a ruling here on irony. <laughs> 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 That's good. Irony.
0: So. All right, these
2: are. Oh, he
3: typed them. They're on. He did type them. Yeah, there you go.
2: Good
0: point. Okay, um, go. maybe they should be called unspoken baseball rules. We'll, go. We're going to change that. Unspoken, yeah, unspoken, uh, just people that assume you're speaking that
4: I'm them, just... so it's problematic oh gosh, still. <laughs> we're
0: in deep trouble. All right, so this next segment, <laughs> I'm gonna sign, be sign them, sign language, You sign language right now. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet for the next minute and a half.
1: They're the unwritten, unspoken rules, <laughs> and there you have right. it. And mountain charades, that'll be great yeah, for a
0: podcast.
4: Uncharaded yeah, is not a thing, so yeah.
0: all right, so I don't even know what to call these things anymore. Uh, but number one. Uh, there is no bunting for a hit in the ninth inning, only the ninth inning. However, they added to this and they said, if the shift is on, then the rule is void. Yeah. So make it what you want. Okay. I know Uh, Tom agrees. Number two. Right. You shall not say no hitter in the midst of a no hitter. Yes. Basically they just say, you don't, you don't talk about a no hitter while someone's throwing a no hitter
2: and you don't sit next to the pitcher.
0: That's what it says after the fifth inning, uh, you avoid the pitcher like the plague is the way it says here. I guess we could rewrite that you avoid the pitcher like corona and that's how yeah, we update that. That's okay. Better. Yeah. Yeah, people might get it more more make it more timely. Uh, number 3. Um and this is more about places that you're allowed to go on the field while the game is going on. So uh there's uh, unless you're the pitcher, you're not allowed to set foot on the mound. Uh you're not allowed to play catch on the infield, any part of it. Uh warm-ups or catches always done in the outfield or near the dugout. And last but not least you're never allowed to step on the chalk. Apparently it's bad luck. Oh so that's that's that good to know so ne- just, to, just to
2: clarify their talent when they say the infield they mean the grass part of the infield not the uh, yeah okay i they this was unwritten so i couldn't really determine what <laughs> part they were talking about um <laughs> anyway yeah yeah, so,
0: yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh unwritten i just was figuring out when the next time i get into a major league game i just wanted to know where i could go and where i can't go because yeah. i'm about the same Fair age enough. as mark langston right now so i'm figuring <laughs> yeah, <how we> <laughs> my, i'm gonna get good. my i'm good. gonna get my call up pretty soon uh number four Stealing signs is okay, just don't get caught. All right, right. there's a Belichick rule for baseball, yes. Uh, so I guess uh, cheating is only cheating if you get caught. Um, they did say, however, uh, you are never allowed to peek into the catcher's signs if you're hitting, um, and you're not even allowed to see where he is set up. And they said, if that happens you're going to be immediately hit by pitch. So they're Uh going to go after you. So you don't look at a catcher's crotch. Don't you never look at a catcher's crotch. crotch. Number one rule of baseball. (laughs) Do not look at the catcher's junk (laughs) (laughs) next pitchers. Junk is okay. Catcher's junk. Not okay. Uh, Unwritten rule. uh, Number five. Now, speaking of getting hit by pitch, uh, if you hit one of mine, I get to hit an equal or greater one of yours. Kind of that eye for an eye. Sure. Sure. Thing so it makes sense, uh, which dr- leads us into rules six and seven kind of combined that you're never allowed to show up the other team or a player, um, which means admiring home runs, bat flips, doing happy dances after a strikeout. Basically, what they say is, you know, act like you've been there before.
1: However, what, what if you're the manager and you're running around with the other team's roster where they don't have a player written and you're running in circles <laughs> around the other parent saying, Yeah, they didn't not again, the not on the roster. Me. That might be rule
0: number thirty. I don't know. They didn't get that far on the not list. Yeah, written. Not written. Not written. Not not written. If you uh, do one of these, they're going to hit you with a pitch. And it says if you are hit intentionally, after your pitcher hit one of theirs or they did one of these things that they're not supposed to do, you're not allowed to start a fight. You have to just run
2: down to first to and take, take it, it like it. a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah just take
0: good. it. Um, no starting a fight if that's the reason. Doesn't always happen. I. I but I'm just. These are the rules. I'm. I don't but make it sure. them. I'm just. I just. I'm just trying to find these things that are unwritten and unspoken, and somehow yeah, relay them to you. Um, number eight, uh, you are uh, not allowed to eat meals or drink alcohol during the game. What? Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, that seems the alcohol part seems a little obvious. That at this is point, not
1: a softball but, rule, by the way. But that's
0: definitely not a not <laughs> like if you're at an eighth, ninth, or yeah. eight, nine, eleven-year-old softball game, you have to drink. It's it's pretty much.
1: Or if different. you play softball, or if you are a grown, yeah, yeah. if you are yeah. a grown adult playing softball. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a keg on second base. That's what you can say. Okay. Yeah.
2: slosh ball. Yes. Project. it's called no. slosh ball. But
0: I didn't, I didn't know that. So really, you're not allowed. They, they're allowed to chew gum, spit, do all that other stuff, but you can't eat and uh, or drink alcohol during a game. Seems a little weird. Silly. Yeah, it is silly, especially with all those vendors walking around. And they'll bring it right to you. <laughs> Number nine. I thought this was actually kind of nice because it's again, they actually have a unwritten, unspoken somehow we know these but uh, rule about rookies. Uh, and basically a rookie is to be seen and not heard. So that's the rookies doing their part. However, rookies don't pay for anything. It says no one wants to hear them, but whether you like them or not, a vet took care of you. So you need to pass it on. So I thought that was kind of nice. That that I do like that's that. the all pay it forward yep. thing on that. Yep. I, I like that. And then number 10, which I think is a, is another one that is very interesting and kind of leads to, it's a great segue into I think Jeff's part here is that baseball rule number ten here, unwritten, unspoken. Uh, I'm not really sure how we even found these things. Honor other superstitions. Uh, you don't mess with people's superstitions, and you don't have to agree with them, but you don't mess with them. Don't mess with them. Right. Yeah, don't mess with it them. It so it there you have it. Those are my those are my top ten of the somehow we found these rules. Not really sure where or how they came about because <laughs> uh, they're unwritten, unspoken. Great. Right. Yeah. Right. There you have it.
1: But the baseball history and baseball language is so rare. I just reread a uh, Mark Twain's Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court, which he wrote in 1889. And it's just full of baseball references. I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, it is interesting because how long this game has been around. I mean, it's been around forever and uh, it, it is pretty amazing and it, it hasn't changed. It, it's changed a lot, but it also in some ways it hasn't changed a lot, which is kind of, kind of a neat thing. And I, I think it is something that whether you like it or not, it's something that is, is part of our, right. Our DNA really is
1: with football. Football is allowed to change constantly and baseball, very stubborn about changes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which actually is one of the things I'm finding really enjoyable right now, because I feel like you have this whole, you know, baseball was very stagnant for a while and they were actually struggling on getting kids to come in and play and everything else. And you have this new group coming in that are super exciting to watch and a little bit arrogant. They've got kind of
1: that you know that that,
0: Tatis. that that yeah, Tatis and those kind of guys. But I think it's going to bring so many kids back to playing baseball because it's making it fun again. A
1: little honesty about concussions and brain damage will yes, will that. really be a <laughs> shot in the arm for baseball. And
0: <laughs>
1: Not game can be six seven for basketball, but but for soccer yeah. and baseball, that's going to be a real shot in the arm.
0: But but I'm going to go back to my previous comment that uh, I've been. Part of whether as a fan coach, whatever you want to call it, parent of many, many sports. Um, And I said, the craziest are the uh, baseball, Baseball, the football parents are right there with them. And those parents, uh, I don't think a concussion even matters to those. So a lot of those parents, their kids are going to play no matter
1: what, if you are badge of honor. I had my bell rung.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Put rub a little dirt in it and get back out there.
1: Yeah, I was raised by one of those. I I know what that's about. (laughs) I think I'm up to that next. Yeah, Jeff, that's why my segue, let me go back, baseball superstitions to you. All right. And there are a lot of baseball superstitions that cross over into unwritten rules uh, for sure. But, and the general ones like never talk to the pitcher in the dugout, don't step on the foul line. Those are all there. So as I did my research, I thought I really got caught up into specific superstitions by specific players over the years. And there are a lot of them. So I followed your lead and went with. A top 10 as well. So here's top 10 baseball superstitions, players and their superstitions. Number 10, Larry Walker. And the number three numbers are big in baseball lore. Maybe we'll do a whole thing on that some other year. But I thought Larry Walker deserved the spot for number 10. Here's why. Walker, of course, wore number 33. He took batting practice in sets of three. Set his wristwatch alarm to beep at 33 minutes after the hour, every hour for 24 hours a day. Oh got married on november 3rd at 333 probably what should have catch. been march 3rd, what a catch yeah. <laughs> career stats 313 batting average and 383 home runs that's larry walker at number 10
0: do you think he just like quit right at the time he got the yeah. i'm there yeah. it's perfect I'm Get out. It. Nailed i nailed it do.
1: Okay. <laughs> i do <laughs> i <think> do <that. laughs> number 9 going back a little bit farther in time Al. Hrabowski, the mad Hungarian, the St. Louis Cardinals, Hraboski would psych himself up during relief appearances with a pre-pitch ritual of he'd stomp off the rubber towards second base, pound the ball aggressively in his glove, then stomp back to the mound before every pitch. Makes sense. he <laughs> hated it. And when, they, when they would complain to the umps, he'd do it more animated to, to piss them off more. That was the mad Hungarian at number nine. Uh, Number eight, almost moved this one higher, but there were so many good ones. Number eight, Jason Giambi and the Golden Thong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Giambi
1: had all kinds of superstitions and things he'd do to break out of slumps. But then he finally stumbled onto, or maybe it's into the most magic one, the Golden Thong. He he found his magic talisman. The golden thong was so effective at slump breaking. He would lend his golden thong to other players in oh. their time of. Year. Oh.
0: That's generous. That's very generous. And you don't wash oh, it because wow. else that would no break, no because yeah. you don't want to wash the no. luck out of it. No, yeah, that's yeah. I get that.
1: But that reminded me so much of of Doc and his rhinestone thong. Of when yeah. when one of us has a podcast thong, yeah, so we have a- the next day with his rhinestone yeah. thong, saying it's your turn. You no. go for it,
4: right? One ride on the bidet, I'll say
1: small the editing say, no. Well,
3: you know, when you got a bidet, it's cl- the thong's clean, so it's
0: it can you pass around. <laughs> yeah, but the rhinestones are a bit rough, so I don't know if we could go for a different material. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's I'm gonna. Say. I'm just gonna throw really? the through. I, I don't I'll mind be. it. I yeah, don't it's mind helped, it, but right? It's helped you at least. Yeah, yeah, it does keep you a little on edge of those rhinestones sometimes. Yeah.
1: Number seven, Rico Big Boy Cardi and his floating candles. <laughs> Cardi had a 15-year career spanning the early 60s to the late 70s. He believed floating candles in the toilet and bathtub of the hotel room would bring him good luck at the plate the next day, and he'd float five candles in hopes of a five-hit day. Nice. Nice he did audience, hit, too. Yeah. He hit 366 in 1970 to win the batting title, so apparently he was on to something. Nice. Must work. Yeah. Not 394 Junior, though. That's true. His career. I don't know what was special. Maybe they were scented candles in 1970 or something. Yeah,
0: just makes the hotel smell nicer.
1: A little ambiance <laughs> you. Yeah. Number six, Jack Glasscock.
3: Ooh. Whoa, Ooh. whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa.
1: Jack Glasscock played in the 1880s and 1890s, and his nickname was Pebbly Jack. And he would <laughs> almost to like an insane level manicure the infield um, he played shortstop the infield in his area uh, by hand pre-gaming and pocketing any pebbles or stones that might cause an odd hop and put them in his back pocket and of course he played in the days when they damn gloves
3: uh-huh. well do you know what right. happened to what happened to uh if they got a bad hop because those pebbles that Glasscock would be yeah, just that's shattered. shattered. <laughs> Your <laughs> name's <laughs> Glasscock. It makes sense that you, yeah, know, you do want to protect earth. You, you don't want, want any, any bad hops. Any bad
1: hops. <laughs> but, probably Jack Glasscock, I think Rock Bottom would have been a better name. But
3: yeah, you know, Glasscock's works. Okay.
1: okay. Number five is Satchel Paige, one of my favorite quote masters who didn't make his major league debut until he was 42 because of segregation. But he had a pretty cool superstition... Pre game ritual, he'd have his pitching elbow rubbed down in axle grease. Whoa. Whoa. He believed this allowed him to pitch all nine innings. And he did pitch until he was 59 years old, just two years older than Mark Langston in the World Series. That's, wow. that's amazing.
0: <laughs> so that's probably the issue. Mark Langston need a little more axle
1: grease. A you know, lot I, more. I think he yeah. used so much. Yeah.
0: Is axle grease and elbow grease. Are they the same things or is that? Oh, thing? Do same thing.
1: Automotive axle grease.
0: No, I get that. I get that. I'm just wondering no, if that's where elbow grease came from. Yeah, yeah. yeah Because those guys branded. back then used to throw, like they could throw both ends of a double header and, yeah. and no problem. So maybe that's what our guys here. Is sometimes throw to one batter and they're done. So the special on the Padres. Yeah. Bad Padres used 15 pitchers in, in a game. So.
1: Pitched in approximately 2,500 games.
0: Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Fifty no hitters.
0: <laughs> he he knew what he was doing. That guy knew what he was doing. Bring you
1: back know, this is the degrees. stuff, Not all of it was recorded back in the in the old Negro leagues. Uh, but but what a, what an amazing yeah ball well, player I agree. and yeah, Wordsmith. I'll give you three of his quotes. Airplanes may kill you, but they probably won't hurt you.
0: Good point. <laughs> it's valid. That's they true. say the same thing about New York subways. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah.
1: Don't look back. Something may be gaining on you.
0: Also about New York <laughs> Subways, too, as well. True.
1: And my favorite, I say this all the time in my class, sometimes I sits and thinks, and sometimes I just sits.
0: <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. <laughs> That's good logic right there.
1: Yeah. Number four, Stan Musial, who won seven batting championships, 16 seasons with a 300 batting average. How? He ate the same breakfast in exactly the same way every day. Yep. Two eggs, excuse me, one egg, then two pancakes, then one more egg.
0: No, that's smart. That's a good plan. Yeah, Every morning, It's like it's like Wade Boggs, right? He used to eat the chicken all the time. Yep.
1: Number three, Mike Hargrove, who played eleven seasons in the nineteen seventies and eighties, had a batting helmet routine when he got to bat that was so long and so intricate it nick- it gave him the nickname the Human Rain Delay. Nice. <laughs> Number two. This is hard. Number two and number one were hard here. Number two uh, goes to an entire team, the 1894 Orioles, 1894 Orioles, who chugged a mug of turkey gravy before batting practice, every player, every game for the season. Hey, it's called teamwork. They went 89-39, and won the National League pennant, and every player hit at least 300 that season.
0: That
3: works.
1: Whoa, it does work. Wow. Five different grade, players man. drove in hundred runs. All right.
0: Wow. Somehow we got to get that information to the uh, Padres right yeah. now.
1: Right now. now. Yeah. And that's kind of a meal too. So that's breaking. the. Uh, yeah. You just can't do meal. it
0: during the game. You can't do it during the game. It's okay before the game. Okay. Yeah.
1: And number one, when it comes to superstitions and baseball, I did decide there was a clear-cut master. One man stands above the rest in the game for oddball, quirky, delightful, annoying, humorous superstitions, and that is Turk Wendell. Oh, his yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Pitcher. Yeah. Some of his superstitions were just a bit quirky, like chewing black licorice during every game he pitched in, wearing the number 99 in tribute to Ricky Vaughn in major leagues. So you're like, okay, that's a little quirky. Yeah. But he'd always take them farther. Like signing a contract for 9999999 and dollars and 99 cents in 2000. <laughs> and then there was the full, this is what I remember about him, the full body whip of the rosin bags when he got upset, right. you know, like a full WWF wrestler slam of the rosin bag, uh, insisting the umpire roll him the ball.
0: Yep. Yep. I remember that. <laughs>
1: And then the exaggerated giant leap over the foul line because you can't touch the foul line, right? So he'd shock. do a full, jump.
0: unwritten, unspoken rule: don't touch chalk. Yeah, the shock. yeah
1: true. and he started uh, each inning with a wave to the center fielder, which is just nice. That is nice.
0: That's. Uh, I think we're missing some of that these days. A little yep. bit of that, yeah, yeah.
1: And my favorite part of all of his quirks, uh, just downright odd, brushed his teeth between every inning yep
4: whoa nice yeah. good for him and right?
1: i forget he put that on his baseball card one season
4: yeah hygiene, hygiene, is, important. hygiene is important that's just yeah. being a good example so yeah yeah <laughs> it's for all that black kids. liquid for the kids it's like a, yeah it's for the kids i yeah, think the this.
0: kids it's
1: so there's your winner for baseball superstitions for nice. this year's edition turk Wendell. Yeah. next year we really should look at baseball curses because
0: yeah there are yeah. a lot of those too that's interesting yeah. That's why I think it's so interesting of baseball. There's just so many dif- different parts of ba- baseball that are so unique, like that, like curses and superstitions.
3: Because there's so much downtime when they're not doing yeah, that. There's, there's a lot of time to, lot to think. Time. A lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's
1: right funny. Time on the
0: road. Yeah.
1: Do we have time for another beer? I think we got time for one more.
0: Always.
1: I have one that's been waiting for me.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to switch over to. Uh, speaking of baseball, an important month in baseball is October. Okay, so I'm going to finish, I'm gonna finish my last Oktoberfest that I have in my uh, my fridge,
4: nice. which
0: is from Real Ale Brewing Company in Texas, and it is their seasonal release Oktoberfest.
3: Yeah, I've got the uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. It's a good oh, one. Nice. It's a good thing. Always solid. Yeah, uh,
1: that's a good one.
2: Well, speaking of Oktoberfest. Tim Wong, who you guys might remember, a home yep. brewer, he was on our podcast a few months ago before the pandemic. Here, doesn't he do uh, the
0: the Halloween, the trick or treat one?
2: Yes, he, does. he all right, does. I'm waiting for that you, one. Just you guys you remember that one.
0: Get a message to him. I want. I know there's not going to be trick or treating, so you should have a ton of candy this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he does that beer, where he makes it with all the Halloween candy, I, I would love to taste
2: that. That was that was great stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. But uh, Tim reached out to me and said he had a Marzan that he wanted to share. Oh, share. Yeah, it's called Marzan Buddha. It's 6.7, so it pushes the upper limits of the AVB for style. But he says, as a home brewer, I can do whatever the F I want, right?
0: That's
1: true.
0: <laughs> Just as long as you're wearing the golden thong.
1: Yeah, that's you gotta true. you got to be wearing the golden thong. Sorry, I, I didn't put that on today. Oh,
2: okay. Sorry.
1: I've got I'm, the uh, Flying Dog Dogtoberfest Marzan, nice. which I think Talent shared with me. Yeah. I don't know how it ended end up in my beer fridge, and I've been looking forward to it.
4: I've got the... Uh, Mother Earth offering of an Oktoberfest, which is Cali Creamin'.
0: Oh yes, I've heard that. I heard that's quite
1: good, <laughs> oh, or I maybe not.
2: <laughs>
0: I have heard that is quite good.
2: Isn't there the Cali Creamin' with pumpkin yet? Probably, yeah.
1: I'm, I'll check. You know what? I was just there, and they didn't have it when I was there last week. But oh. I will. Ask if it's coming. So, okay, you guys need to try this beer, Tim. My hats off to you again.
0: He is a fun. I enjoyed having him. <laughs> on.
1: Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. Hey Doc, you're bad in cleanup tonight. Woohoo. You got something for us?
3: Uh, but of course. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Beer or Not a Beer. The bad hoppiest game show in podcast land. You catch that bad hoppiest? You catch that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice. good. Bad yeah, watch out Stop for glass cock. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For those of you first timers, here's how this game works. I'm going to name four beers. Three are real beers. One is not a real beer. This one I thought of while... Wow. Watching a nine-inning baseball game, a lot of time to think. You had a lot of time, uh, yeah, a lot of time. Hey, before I start, I'm gonna give a shout out. Did you guys know? I'm researching this. You know, there's so much crazy lingo in baseball. We talked about superstitions and unwritten rules, but just a few lingo. You know, I was looking at the Cs and Ds of this list. I've got. We've got like chin music and you know, off man and dinger, ducks on the pond. There's just so many great terms for beers here so so i couldn't i had to cut it down to uh just a few but anyways the, you guys know that the rockies at uh at coors field they have a brewery at the stadium yep, called nice. the sand sandlot brewery it's an award-winning brewery nice. yeah there's also the cooperstown brewery in new york which has got a bunch of baseball beers like old slugger bambino nine man there you go but here we go here are the four beers i'm going to name three are real one is not real. See if you can name the one I made up. One is Bad Hop Brown. Bad Hop Brown. Next. Oh no, no. Sorry, wrong list. These are ones I was kind of <laughs> going. Oh right. no, not there ready. Okay, there's Bad Hop Brown, Pinstripe Pills, uh Earned Run Ale. There's so many. Those are ones I, I didn't even make the list. Here we go. Here's the real list. Here's the real okay. list. Okay. okay, here we go. Okay. There's in the hole. Nice. In the hole, which is, for those of you who don't know, it's the guy up after the on-deck batter. Backdoor slider. Woo! High and tight. oh, And squeeze play. One more time.
4: That's a good Three one. Three of those are real yeah, beers, one good. is not a
3: beer. We've got in the hole, backdoor slider, high and tight, and squeeze play, which is not a beer. We'll start here. We're going to go counterclockwise on my Zoom call here. So... Producer Joe,
4: uh, back door. Uh, I think you're making that
3: up. You think I make a backdoor slider? Yeah. All right. El Jefe, Jeff.
1: There's two of us, and we both go by. Yeah, that
3: is, yeah I know. Well, they. they you're not Je- I, talent. You're not talent. You're Jeff, the influencer. El Jefe. Ouch.
4: <laughs> so is it me? Yeah. It's yes.
1: You. It's you. <laughs> which is not a beer. By the way fantastic names i'm going backdoor slider i'm I'm right there with producer joe
3: backdoor slider all right tom
1: these are all
2: good ones i have to tell you
3: they're great thank you thank you
2: i'm gonna go in the hole
3: in the hole it's a good choice all right and talent
0: uh you know what those are good i'm it's between those two to me um i'm just gonna flip a coin here i'm gonna check my thong um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, oh, it's in the hole. It's in the
4: hole.
3: <laughs> it's in the hole. <laughs> it's in the Cinderella hole. Cinderella
0: story. So none of you chose
3: Squeeze Play, which actually was one of the beers from Cooperstown Brewing. Cooperstown nice. Brewing in you know, oh, the Hall I
1: thought of Fame. I thought I'd had that one. There you go.
3: Uh, and Hi- High and Tight is actually a beer from Hack and Sack Brewing. Okay. And Backdoor Slider is a sour from nice. Spoonwood Brewing in Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pennsylvania. the <Go> The <laughs> beer I made up was in the hole. The it's gold thong works. The, the
4: gold <laughs> thong
3: works. It does work.
0: That <laughs> is thought it was though. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, the rhinestone thong works. Are you wearing both? Are you wearing yes, both? I, I am wearing both. Double protection.
1: <laughs> oh, that was great.
0: Glad I got the right list. I got the right list going. That, that was one. excellent.
4: Well done, as always.
3: All right. Well, this has been another edition of Beer or Not a Baseball Beer. Join us next time for some other crazy list of beer or not a beer. (laughs)
1: There's no way Chuck and Jagger didn't chuckle during that. Oh, I know, Chuck. right? Yeah, yeah. Chuck said Jagger looks at him funny when when he starts laughing at the podcast. That's right, which means someone's laughing.
3: Yeah. Hey, as long as you know what, really, as long as we're laughing, who gives a shit? But you yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> he also
4: said once once Jagger laughed, once Jagger looked at him.
2: Does he? Does he have moves
4: like Jagger? Oh, always. According to Todd, he does.
1: Thank you for joining us for Baseball and Beer Night, ILB style. We hope you've enjoyed sharing a few beers, stories, and laughs with us. Stay safe. Take care. Join us again next week. And don't forget, find us on Instagram, Twitter. Visit our website. Sign up for that newsletter right now. We'd love to keep playing, but right now, we got to run.